0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Knowledge Group podcast. We're taking a forward look at what speakers are covering at our events, turning our attention this time to May 21st, and our live event on anti-money laundering and counter-terrorism financing, offering a practical guide for companies to avoid pitfalls. As I mentioned, the event's going live May 21st, running between 4pm and 5.30pm Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be joined by Alexandra Bartlett, a manager at Deloitte, Dennis Morales, a partner at Nyman Gibson Morales, and Suzrut A. Carpenter, an attorney at Baker Hostletter. More information about our panel and how to sign up and listen to this event will be found in the description box down below. You'll also find the code PODCAST25, and when used at checkout, PODCAST25 gets you 25% off that first webcast registration. Let's turn things over to our panel now.
1: My name is Dennis Morales. I'm an international criminal defence lawyer. My practice predominantly focuses on representing and advising both individuals and companies that are being investigated for breaches of anti-money laundering legislation. Mostly our work involves providing uh, advice to entities that are dealing with probes, both by regulators uh, in the Asia-Pacific region or by the US, and or individuals who are being investigated um, as individuals for breaches of anti-money laundering legislation. A lot of my area of expertise involves dealing with foreign law enforcement, Um, most of the major regulators and most of the major law enforcement agencies that enforce uh, AML legislation across the globe and providing uh, advice to people to uh, let them know how best to navigate through some of the challenges that arise when multiple investigations concerning money laundering activity is being undertaken. My primary interest is really in the area of um, how money laundering is being dealt with in the Asia-Pacific region. And my uh, focus um, will mostly be on dealing with both the Asia-Pacific Group on Money Laundering's approach to combating money laundering across 41 member jurisdictions, which also includes Australia, I'll be focusing on some of the key money laundering typologies that are coming up consistently in the Asia-Pacific region, um, mostly in relation to criminal proceeds largely linked to fraud crimes, but also use of unregistered money lending businesses, as well as uh, illicit drug transactions, which are still predominantly uh, one of the main predicate offences for money laundering across the region. Uh, One of the trends that has been um, identified consistently across APAC has been the use of um, effectively cyber laundering, that is uh, the use of um, cryptocurrency exchanges to launder proceeds of crime and efforts made across the region in the last two or three years to uh, enforce and combat uh, money laundering through the use of Bitcoin exchanges by bringing... Bitcoin exchanges into the regulatory framework. Um, it should be said that Australia uh, generally is regarded as a country that uh, has overall a very good regulatory framework for combating money laundering, as well as very strong law enforcement capabilities in the area of detection and enforcement, uh, and also a country that um, mostly is, is very compliant with the AML uh, and FATF, um obligations however it should be said that FADF in its last report uh, concerning Australia did identify some areas of vulnerabilities I will be talking about those areas of vulnerabilities which predominantly include the um, lack of regulatory oversight and uh, compliance at the moment with respect to key professionals who we know are capable of being at the front line of preventing money laundering Those professionals include lawyers, accountants, and real estate agents. Um, In particular, in Australia, the laundering of illicit funds is predominantly through real estate. It's a very well-established method. A lot of research has been conducted by the regulator indicating that it's an area of enormous vulnerability uh, to the Australian real estate sector, as well as to the overall ability of Australia to make its economy resistant to money laundering. there needs to be, there's almost a consensus uh, across the globe, um, uh, the capability to ensure that the uh, people who are responsible for dealing with real estate transactions, that is the lawyers, uh, being capable of ensuring that they are able to de- identify the beneficial owner of purchases of the real estate and to ensure that um, KYC and enhanced due diligence when it's required with respect respectability exposed persons is properly conducted at the moment at least in Australia that's probably by far uh, the biggest vulnerability and transparency international and australia's financial intelligence regulators have identified these as key issues Um, the other area that i'll be briefly going into will be some of the uh, recent regulatory and law enforcement activity against financial institutions in australia with some record fines being imposed against australia's leading bank the commonwealth bank of australia um, that was quite a significant event in the area of enforcement against financial institutions in Australia, where previously Australia had been criticised for being uh, perhaps not as um, capable and/or incentivised to pursue financial institutions for breaches of AML legislation. Um, in that particular case, the federal court imposed a fine of seven hundred million Australian dollars against the bank, uh, and it has had a significant effect uh, on financial institutions in ensuring that they voluntarily comply, Um, but also what it has done is it has shown that Australia's regulators do have the capacity to uh, effectively operate as enforcement agencies and the um, capacity and um, appetite where it's required to pursue some of the largest financial institutions in in, in this country. Um, Finally, I'll be touching on some recent law enforcement activity against crypto exchanges. We've had now the first arrests Uh, and the first um, suspension of cryptocurrency licences in Australia. Um, Australia's Financial Intelligence Agency, working with the Federal Police, has recently suspended two cryptocurrency businesses for their alleged links to an organised crime syndicate. Um, And this is following on from the legislative changes in this area, which uh, which have required cryptocurrencies to now be subjected to the same anti-money laundering and counter-terrorism financing laws as institutions that deal with fiat currency, uh, such as banks. Um, I hope all of these various areas of uh, activity occurring in the APAC region will be of interest to you. Um, The key takeaways will be that, um, notwithstanding the uh, legislative changes that are occurring, there still seems to be vulnerabilities across the APAC region And there seems to be a consensus that more needs to be done in the area of detection, uh, cross-border sharing of information and capacity building in countries that don't necessarily have the most resilient AML frameworks currently operating in their jurisdictions.
0: Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group Podcast. Don't forget, more information about our panel and how to sign up and listen to the event will be found in the description box down below. You'll also find the code PODCAST25 when used at checkout, that code gets you 25% off that first webcast registration. We look forward to seeing you May 21st, and until then, take care. Bye for now.